0: Welcome to Real Estate Powerhouse, live on Tab Talks with your host, Talia Bashani, top real estate attorney and negotiation expert. This is your opportunity to get the inside scoop and hear straight from top real estate agents in the business. Broadcasting live from New York City, learn the secrets of their success and hear the most authentic, real, unfiltered stories about how they got to where they are today from their wins to their failures to the biggest lessons of their careers and what keeps them rising to the top. And now here is your host attorney Talia Bashani.
1: Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Real Estate Powerhouse live on Tab Talks. Today in the studio we have with us Victoria Steiner from Compass. Welcome to the show, Victoria. Thank you so much, Talia. I'm so happy to be here. It's so great to have you here. Thank you. So let's start off a little bit. And um, please tell our viewers and our listeners today a little bit about your background and
2: how you got started in the real estate industry. Um, I'm just a girl from Brooklyn who came (laughs) to the United States when I was six years old from Ukraine. And I always had the gift of gab, and I wanted to be an attorney. So I went to law school graduated when I was uh, 24 and worked as a litigator. And then I realized, you know, the hours are crazy if you wanted to be married and have children. And when I became married and had the children, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do the 80-hour work weeks and I couldn't work from home because that wasn't an option back then. And I realized that I really love real estate and I really love p- you know, the homes, looking at it, finding it, buying it, selling it, and everything like that. And I had a friend who worked at Douglas Salmon, and she said, why don't you come and join me on my team? And I realized that I don't need to have a broker's license. As an attorney, you already mm-hmm. have a license. Yeah. And that was, you know, 22 years ago. Wow. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So yeah.
1: you are definitely a, uh, a true, um, prof- OG. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You are a very yeah. seasoned, very yes, seasoned yes, broker. Yes. Yes. Um, I love that because attorney to attorney, you know, you, it's so nice to have those analytical skills and everything that you probably learned in law school was very applicable, you know, to the real estate business, especially when it came down to contracts. Because this is a very transactional type of business. Uh So, how did those skills, you know, as an attorney really transfer over into
2: um, your success as a real estate broker? You know, in the beginning, it was like you said the contracts, looking at deal sheets, and understanding what we need to do to the closing table to get there and Mm -hmm. and to have the client um, buy the property or home or or whatever they're looking at, commercial real estate. Mm -hmm. Today, I look at it very differently. I think that um, going to law school and having the mediation, arbitration, negotiation skills yeah. really set us apart in understanding tactical empathy and being able to understand what is driving the transaction, who is driving the transaction, and how do we close. Okay. And that gives me a, a big insight into the, the psyche of the buyer, mm-hmm. the seller, the two agents Mm -hmm. and also the attorneys. And that's what makes, I think, me stand out from other people because I use that talent and I use that um, mindset Mm -hmm. to help this happen.
1: Okay. Yeah. No, I think that's very um, unique position uh, for you to be in. And I think you're right. I think, you know, having those skills in advance and coming from that type of background really gives you a leg up and also allows you to effectively represent your clients even better because you kind of know, you know, a a lot more than your everyday, you know, real estate agent might know. So that completely um, makes sense. Now, when you got started in the real estate business and you were kind of learning the ins and outs of the industry, how did you, um, what was your main focus? So were you focused more on the buy side and representing buyers? Were you going after exclusives and and representing sellers? Did you start with new dev? So give us a little bit about um, the initial uh, business that you built.
2: The initial business started from just word of mouth. Friends who wanted to um, buy a home and they would say to me, I'm moving to the city, I'd like you to help me buy an apartment. Mm -hmm. So it definitely started out with buyers. And then the buyers became sometimes renters and then the renters became uh, buyers again, or yeah. sellers. So it really depends what stage in life the person was in, mm-hmm. um, and obviously I'm able to do it all because we have the background. I could sell land, I could sell to- townhomes, condos, co-ops, condops, okay. and understand the difference and to be able to articulate that to the client. Yes, yeah. so important. Yes. very important. Yes.
1: Now, fast forward. Okay, to today. You know, twenty. 20- years later plus where is your main focus and where is your uh, main strength or are you still doing a little bit of medley of everything or do you love to focus on a certain um, property type
2: or exclusive listings um my main strength i think is uh listings sell okay but also buyers because seeing so much real estate i'm able to you know back in the day when we would have clients pre-COVID, fly into New York and say, I'm looking for X. I've seen it because I look at property all the time Mm -hmm. with my team. We go look at new development. We go on open house tours. Um, So I'm able to be able to understand what the client needs are, Mm -hmm. and we're able to pinpointed quicker okay because of that okay love it great
1: now when you started in the business you know a lot of people have a different perspective relative to starting out as a solo agent or working with a team um what do you feel first of all what do you do um well i know you have a team but talk about you know what you think the pros and the cons are and did you were you always on a team
2: um i started out on a team Uh, The problem for the team that I was on is the team lead never had any structure. Mm -hmm. There was no, you know, everything is apprenticeship, I think, Mm -hmm. in in life. I mean, when we got out of law school, we didn't Mm -hmm. know how to take a case and go to court, how to file a complaint, how to do a bill of particulars, or how to, you know, intimidate a client or Mm -hmm. vice versa. So we didn't know any of that. And the same thing with real estate. Even though we do have, we take property in law school, but Mm -hmm. we don't know how to do a deal sheet. Mm -hmm. We don't know how to uh, take a client out and show them three properties. And, you know, what is a board package or anything like that? So the team lead never showed me any of that. Mm -hmm. And the only thing it was is like we would sell new dev. That was easy because there was no board package. Mm -hmm. And then Two thousand and eight hit, yeah, and and the market really crashed, yeah. and you start thinking, okay, what do I need to do? So I went and sat on the desk and sat on my own, mm. and because we had downtime, mm-hmm. I learned the business backwards and forwards. Wow. I learned how to a board package myself Mm -hmm. i learned how to uh, distinguish you know what is a maintenance what is assessments you know all the terminology that we need to know Mm -hmm. as agents and then i started thinking to myself once the business does come i really need to have help Mm -hmm. and that's when i got an assistant which was they have to be licensed because they have to be able to show property right and And then when there was an overflow business, Mm -hmm. you bring in more people Mm -hmm. to help you. So then you start building the team
1: so everybody says you know you're only as good as your team right because your team is a reflection of who you are and your leadership and we all know that's really important to have so it's probably you know personality tests people has different you know strengths relative to um you know who you're bringing on and you probably had to shuffle a little bit you know just to make sure that everybody that it was just this like well-oiled machine that could essentially you know run on its own so talk to us a little bit about how you would recommend formulating a team so that it's truly successful and what you look for in your team members.
2: So, you know, when, when I initially was a Douglas Solomon, the people that I hired was people just to support me, just to, to mm-hmm. take care of the runoff business. Mm-hmm. And I realized that when you look at the end of year transactions, it was, you know, let's say we did 60 transactions 50 of them would be me Mm -hmm. and two of them would be they would have their own business they would only do two transactions okay and now i realized i mean now like when i came to compass nine years ago yeah um this company is run by different people because Mm -hmm. they're business school and they understand that as a team lead you have to teach people how to fish, mm-hmm. you know, not just throw the fish on their table, yeah. but also to take the rod and the worm mm-hmm. and put it in the water mm-hmm. and tra- and be able to get clients. Mm-hmm. So I realized that my power is to really create and grow and make incredible agents. Mm-hmm. And now I look at the GCI, which is the gross close sales at the end of the year, mm-hmm. and you see, wow, you know, how good they have become so it's not only me who's done you know out of 60 deals Mm -hmm. 58 me now they're bringing in business and it's real business and it's and it's incredibly empowering to empower people yes for sure you know and the
1: fact that you can nurture the team and it's not so much about competition it's really about working together and making sure that we all succeed as a unit you know and not that you're up against one another which is great because look a lot of people might have an issue with well why should I give you a portion of my commission if I'm doing a majority of the work and, you know, you're, you know, not pulling your workload properly. So, you know, I've heard the stories that it kind of gets a little, um, you know, miffed a bit, but it's nice to see that you've really nurtured your team and that you give everybody the confidence and also that room to grow um, to that level of success. Right. I
2: say them the more successful you are Mm -hmm. makes me very successful because it shows me how I'm able to push you and make you into an incredible agent. Exactly. I love that.
1: Um, So let's talk about a little bit about, you know, what you think it takes to really navigate the luxury real estate market. You know, this is New York City. We have all types, you know, different breeds, different types of people of real estate. And it's, you know, record breaking type of town. Uh, So I'm sure you've come across a lot of high net worth individuals and clients. Um, Tell us from your perspective, what does it really take to crack the code to really be successful in the luxury real estate market
2: here? Well, I just want to say that I've sold everything. I've sold, you know, studios at 300,000 mm-hmm. and I've sold, you know, twenty five million, million, 40 million dollar apartments. Mm-hmm. So I've sold everything because being an attorney, we, you know, yeah. we don't discriminate in, <laughs> yes. in, in in the numbers because I think that every transaction is very special mm-hmm. and the person's very special because we are dealing with people's homes. Yeah. This is not just an asset or you know income producing asset mm-hmm. it's really an emotional journey for the person Sure, um, to crack the code there's no code just deliver above and beyond uh service than people expect, you know, wow them, mm-hmm. make them feel special. Okay. And my clients become really my close friends. Mm-hmm. I love them. I enjoy them. And when the relationship, um, it's not over, but I mean, when the transaction is over, mm-hmm. I miss them. Aww. I speak to them. I know when their birthday is. I know the name of their dog so or their spouse or whoever is yeah. important in their life because you get so close to the person mm-hmm. because you need to feel them to understand what are their needs. And so the code of luxury is just be good and people will keep referring you. And, yeah. and as they do better in life, they'll buy bigger and better things. Right. And yeah. hopefully they'll use you. They'll come back to you. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, like you said,
1: you know, it's really yeah. about forming those relationships. And this business is not just a numbers business. It really comes down to the friendships and the relationships. And look, maybe you spend a lot of time and you invest a lot of time and energy with a client that may not be ready to buy now. And then a couple years go by, but they understand and remember, you know, all the time that you really put into nurturing that relationship for them and they come back to you. So it really is not just a numbers game, um, like you said, and
2: I think that speaks volumes um, on on your success. Right. It's, it's not just a numbers game, but it's also a game, not the game, but you kind of have to understand, you know, if it's not a good time and then you don't feel comfortable, yeah. that's okay. Yeah. And I say that to them, it's mm-hmm. okay. We don't have to transact. We could, you know, I put them in a something we call a collection okay. and they get to see properties and, and then and what has sold and closed in their building or in their okay. neighborhood mm-hmm. or whatever's happening. Okay. And also I tell them like this is a good deal or if you're ready. And also the mortgage products are very different for different um, you know, professions. Mm-hmm. If you're a doctor, you could get ninety five percent financing. Right. You know, there's closing costs, things that you could get yeah. and and people realize that, you know, they say like you don't you date the rate, yeah. and you but you marry the price. Right. For yeah, yeah right. exactly. So, so there's different, you know. Yeah, because yeah, you can refi
1: in two years. So that should not hinder you or hold you back, you Correct. know, for sure from, Correct. from buying. Because, look, especially in this market, we've seen it, especially over the last 20 years, yeah. um, the, the ups and downs, you know, the mm-hmm. highs and lows. Yes. But with real estate, you're going to always get that solid ROI on your investment. So mm-hmm. you just have to ride the wave and, um, you know, eventually you'll see that return. But there's no reason not to buy just because the interest rates are a little higher. Right. So what type of market shifts you know, we know here in New York City, um, inventory has been a little slim. um, But what do you do to really ramp up the business? Like what as far as maybe your marketing efforts or, um, you know, your um, client appreciation, let's say happy hours, things like that? What do you do to really uh, get the business going?
2: I pick up the phone. Okay, there you go. I, I, Old school,
1: everyone. No, Old school. No, but it's not, I
2: don't. But I don't call to say, hey, you know, you, you want to sell or buy or whatever. Yeah. I just, you know, if if you you look at basically um, the last five years of people that you worked with, and you realize it's the same person that has referred and gone over things, and between you know COVID. Um, finding out how the person's doing, finding out where their children are, how they are doing. Mm-hmm. It's a nice way to connect, just to say, how are you? Yeah. And because we are humans and people miss that human touch. Right. Now, everybody loves to text or, you know, send an email. Yeah. But to hear the person's voice and to see them face to face. It's a different feeling. Yeah,
1: you're right. You know, it is, you know, people love to hear a real person on the other side of the yeah. line, especially with AI, you know, really kind of taking over and is the wave of the future and technology as we know it, you know, where you get all the robots that try to impersonate being a real person, but you know who it is or not. And I think people really appreciate that you actually take the time to pick up the phone and yeah. call them um, because it shows that you really are genuine yeah. um, and authentic and that you care. Um, so people don't lose sight of that you know ai yes will probably you know make um your business a lot more efficient but it loses the personal touch um so and clients still want to feel that you know for sure And i'll
2: tell you you know when we were locked down in new york we were one of the very few states that we had to physically could not show property, mm-hmm. okay? Right. So for me who sells in buildings, mm-hmm. I have to physically get a key yeah. from a doorman, yeah. meet a client and mm-hmm. go upstairs. Yeah. And we weren't allowed to do that from March to like July 10th.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I missed people. Yeah, I missed the connection. Yeah. I missed meeting people, hearing about them and, yeah. and having that whole thing. Um, I never thought I would say that or feel that. But once we returned back, mm-hmm. oh, my God, was it great to work. Yes. Like, I love working. Yeah. Which is crazy to say. Well, that's yeah. good. Well, yeah. you know, like they say, yeah, if you crazy. love
1: what you do, then it's not really work, you know. No, it's work. But, you know, but I do love what <laughs> I do. But it makes it enjoyable. <laughs> yes. Okay, yes, good. Yes. All right. Well, we are going to take a brief commercial break, and we will be right back with part two of Real Estate Powerhouse with Victoria Steiner. We'll see you right back. This is Talia Bishani, your real estate attorney and negotiation expert. I'm here to give you the straight up, no-nonsense, practical legal negotiation tools that can either make or break your deal. I've been practicing in New York City for 15 years and I've closed over 10,000 properties and over 500 million in real estate. I've seen it all while working with the most successful real estate agents in one of the most competitive cities known for record-breaking real estate deals. Mindset is a powerful tool and essential to growth, but add that to essential creative negotiation tools and you're unstoppable. If you want to get certified in luxury real estate sales, acquire more exclusive listings, and learn the nuts and bolts of high-end real estate transactions, then check out my coaching program and learn the tools and secrets to become a seven-figure realtor. My goal is to ensure that you increase your closing percentage, you double your commission, and you make more money by working smarter, not harder. You hold the key and the power to your own success. All you have to do is follow my negotiation tools and strategies that I've developed for you in order to excel. For more information and to get a free preview of my program, check out tolly360.com and let's get started today. Welcome back to the show, everyone, for part two of Real Estate Powerhouse. We have with us today, Victoria Steiner from Compass in the house. Welcome back, Victoria. Oh, thank you so much, <laughs> so happy to be back. Good. So I wanna talk about some fun stuff now. Um, let's talk about the, when you feel like you really got your biggest break, you know, like the biggest game changer in your career. Tell us a little bit about that getting a coach, getting a coach. Okay. All right. Okay. So tell us about how a coach really transformed your life, your business
2: and what, what that coach helped you with. So, you know, we as women have always been like there is a glass ceiling in everything we do, and I don't want you know to say this because this is you know people think that real estate is a female dominated industry, which it is if you probably look at the numbers of mm-hmm. how many agents we have, right. male and female. Yeah. But I realized that because we have so many things going on in our lives and everything, it was very difficult to break. A certain uh, number in terms of like um, like an athlete right Mm -hmm. if you make the same amount of deals every year year after year after year after year you're considered uh, a very good athlete and you're able to perform right I did that for year after year after year after year and then I realized that okay how do I get better Mm -hmm. and what does better mean is it better in terms of more transactions, mm-hmm. is better in terms of more money, is mm-hmm. better in terms of time off, is better, uh, you know, better in building a team. And I realized that I needed to get better in everything that I just said. Okay. Now, but not not really the, the amount of transactions, but okay. maybe doing um, be doing the transactions better. Okay. Yeah. So you've Less stressful.
1: Less stressful. Okay. Yes. So you thought that there was a level of improvement in the way that you were handling your deals. And no, it, not not oh. handling
2: the deals, okay. but level of improvement, like not to stress over it or okay. like instead of uh, n- noticing what the fire could be okay. and not putting out the fire. Okay. You know what I mean? Got be, it. Like being proactive, proactive instead of reactive. Understood. Because okay. we agents have to put out fires all, all day. All the time. I, but I don't want that. So I don't, we don't have that now. Okay. Because we see it before it happens. Okay, great. So yeah. it's about problem solving, issue spotting? Prior to
1: it Prior becoming to, a problem. Yeah. And um yes. and, and foreseeing the issue right. and before it, it really right. becomes one. Exactly. Okay. So how did the coach what type of methodology did the coach teach you um to um, allow you to get
2: to that point? Take the day off. Okay. All right. So balance it sounds like complete balance. Okay. Balance. Um, having systems in place. Okay. Um, well, taking time out for me, okay. like meaning, like if I I need to get, uh, uh, let's say exercise, you do the exercise. Okay. If you need to meditate in the morning, you meditate in the morning. Okay. Whatever it is, you have to take the time out for you Yeah. Um. and how to work smarter, how not to work, you know, the phone has to be shut off at a certain time, so okay. that, that those are the things that uh, were prioritized. And they work because you don't... This is a burnout industry. Yes, it and is. And I've seen a lot of agents burn out yeah. and leave the industry, and mm-hmm. I didn't want to burn out.
1: Mm-hmm. okay so it sounds like it's really about time management time blocking yes um taking that personal time so that you're not just running ragged all the time because as we know real estate never stops mm-hmm. it's not like you check out at five o'clock on a Friday yeah. you know weekends are probably the busiest time because that's when your clients are not working um so yeah that's you know that's huge so let's talk about some of those side passions or what you love to do when you're not working real estate to really keep that the mental health and to keep you calm
2: and less stressed i love soul cycle that's okay. my that's my drug that's your thing okay i, I really don't drink so the alcohol and uh, alcohol uh, drugs are not part of it okay uh, of my life good um, no dependency no dependency <laughs> and even though like our industry is a huge like it's always you know want let's have drinks yeah. let's do wine let's do this i i'm not into that yeah. um i love uh you know, good walk in the park, Central Park mm-hmm. to me, or looking at water is very important. Right. I love my dog. Okay, I have a dog who he's he's my son. Oh, <laughs> he's adorable. Yes, and it's my first dog. I've never had a dog before, Aww. so my parents never gave me one, So this is my dog. Yes, and also being you know a good mother and a good wife, it's mm-hmm. very important, and a very good team lead because mm-hmm. the younger agents they come into this industry, and a lot of people don't have the st- financial stability of a mom and dad whoever right. to support them yeah so they really rely on the money and the paycheck so they start the first two years are crucial because mm-hmm. they go through their savings right and you have to teach them how to make money yes and if you do that empower them then they go or if you don't mm-hmm. they leave the industry right we had seventy thousand people leave the industry this year this year alone this year alone
1: wow i thought you were going to say maybe since the pandemic but this actually year. this year in 2023 wow this
2: year.
1: yeah i mean Look, it's a, you know, fight or flight type of industry, you know, especially when it's I mean, it's feast or famine. If you don't have enough business to go around because there's not enough property on the market or not enough, you know, inventory or sellers who want to sell or whatever it is, then it's like, what are people going to do for money? You know? So it's really one of those things that you either have to like tough through every, like, you know, you've seen the wave, you know, we saw it in 08, you know, clearly we saw it in in 2012, in 2011, you know, so 01 after 9-11. So there was just, there's a lot of highs and lows in this industry yeah um i've i've been there done that so it's but you have to you know just kind of like grind your way through it because there's always going to be a light at the end of the tunnel in real estate it's cyclical it's going to come back around
2: my best years were the tough years okay see a lot of people say that I like it. Well, I like it when this happens. Not, no, I don't mean like people that are employed and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, we don't that. like disaster. Not but disaster, but yeah. it, it shows who the cream of the crop is. Yes. And this is when I thrive. Yeah. I get, I understand where the opportunity is. Mm-hmm. You know, the majority of our deals this year were high in rentals okay. because the rental market was so high. Yeah, through the roof. Uh, through the roof. And we did very well. We, the yeah, and their rentals are quick transactions. Right. They're, you know, you get thin, paid fast. It, it, it paid fast. Mm-hmm. And I've seen this before and, and uh, I've, I've so since February, we've done very, very well because it's was all, all rentals. Wonderful. Excellent. And, um, as you know, the new dev, yeah. if people are smart enough to buy new dev right now, yeah. this is the way to go. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. You know,
1: that's that's really, and for investors and, you know, buyers, because mm-hmm. again, if you're an investor and you're buying new dev and then you can yield those high rental uh, income, exactly. it's just like, it, it's a beautiful yeah. thing, you especially know, it pays you, for itself.
2: Yeah, especially if you're buying a, a tax-abated building. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah.
1: So over the course of the last 20 years, you know, um, again, you've, you know, basically had to see all type of challenges and confront all, you know, uh, type of issues. What would you say was the biggest lesson that you learned um, along the way for all of our newer real estate agents who, you know, maybe are really trying to succeed in the business. They don't want to, you know, everybody makes mistakes. We all, you know, fall down and have to get back up. What was the biggest lesson of your career?
2: Biggest lesson. That's a, that's a big question. <laughs> I think some of the lessons that I've learned that that you have to run this as a business. Okay. This is a business, mm-hmm. and you have to understand what your numbers are, mm-hmm. where the business is coming from. Okay. Um, is it from your mailer? Is it from Talia, who has a million friends, is going to refer business to you? Yeah. Is it you know your mom or you know telling all her girlfriends about you? Where is the business coming from? Okay. And then focus on that, and don't waste money on other things that. Okay. Okay. That don't pay off, you know, because people, because sure. we get a marketing money and then we have other money. We're like, okay, let's spend money on all this stuff, like, okay. but it's not yielding anything. Mm-hmm. So if you have limited money to spend, spend it on something that you feel that is going to have a return a for return. You, return from you. And also, you know, be kind to yourself. Mm-hmm. Really be kind to yourself and, and don't listen to the negativity. Yeah. The other thing that you know, I think the level of success is that if you work in a big firm, mm-hmm. focus on one of the top agents or a few top agents mm-hmm. and just model. Yeah. Just watch them yeah see how they work and what they're doing if yeah. they're in the office all every day yeah go to the office right if they're you know uh, having a, a lunch and learn, go listen mm-hmm. you know don't spend stupid time doing nothing yeah. really use that time to uh, get the education yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm so smart. And like you said, it's not, you know, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You know, there's somebody, you know, in your office, in your firm that is already killing it. So watch yeah. what they do, you know, watch and learn. And you can really follow in their footsteps and uh, avoid a lot of the pitfalls and common mistakes that a lot of newer, you know, agents make yes and as far as sourcing your leads okay because that was the initial thing that you said like make sure you focus on you know the the proper referrals where your business is coming from Um, where do you get most of your leads do you guys do you know as a team Are is it all about your crm and doing follow-ups is it about cold calling is it about you know sending out postcards or mailers in a building where you've closed a recent listing what has
2: been the greatest return on your investment um, past clients. Okay. Constant reminder to them. You know, I use Instagram and Facebook not as a like, oh, here's my property. Look at this property. Look at this okay. property. You know, like. So it's not it, a billboard of your property. No. <laughs> okay. It, it's really. It has to do a mix of life okay. of things that we see in the city, mm-hmm. like Halloween, like the best places to go, okay. or a brand new restaurant that's opening up. Uh, but I we do that and, and it kind of like uh, you know puts the. Uh, put, puts it in people's heads that, hey, oh, she does real estate. Mm-hmm. So maybe they're not going to transact this second. Yeah. But when they do, mm-hmm. they'll transact.
1: So they remember you. Yeah. Okay. They remember
2: and you they, stay relevant. Yeah. Nobody asked me, like, what do you do for a living? Uh, right. Yeah. No. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Like, oh, are you still in real estate? Nobody's ever asked me that in 22 years. <laughs> yeah. <Okay. laughs>
1: they know what I do. They're like, Victoria's not going anywhere. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, okay. Know. They know. <laughs> yes. They know. They know. Okay. Now that's so important. You know, the follow up and the follow through. You know, so it's not enough that you maybe just follow up with them and you send but if you actually get a response you have to follow through with that person yeah you know it's like it's it's you know, seeing it through to the finish line. And like you said, even if they're not ready to buy right now, but they and they're like, oh, so great to hear from you. Thanks so much for these Halloween party tips. You know, oh, no problem. You know, how, how are you and the kids? How, how's the family? Right. You know, so it's keeping that that engagement um, and the conversation going. And they just see that you don't have your handout, but you're actually genuinely just being like, hi, check this out. Yeah, you know, yeah. I love it. I mean, I I get your guys' newsletters all the time. Uh-huh. Um, and I I even learned something new from, I'm like, oh, that's going on in New York. Like, oh, okay, great. You know, so I find it very useful and yeah. very helpful. So.
2: Um, so yeah, and when you think of real estate, New York, you think yeah. of us. You don't think yeah. like, oh, who else is there, right? right. Like, exactly. because you got that and you got that tidbit or whatever.
1: Exactly, precisely. And then you're yeah. like, oh, yeah. And
2: then, yes, absolutely. And then For it's sure. fond, fond yeah. memories.
1: Yeah. Um. So let's talk about the future of real estate and the future for Victoria. Okay. Where do you see yourself, let's say, in five years? Is there anything? Because we know, you know, look real estate, the technology, the game, it's always changing. It's it's shifting. It's, you know, improving. Okay. Yeah. So where um, do you see real estate going for you personally, maybe in your business or things that you, uh, you know, some people are like, Hey, I really enjoy um, new dev and I'm going to do a fix and flip and I want to become a developer. Or some people say, I really love the design work. I'm going to have a side, you know, interior design company. Is there any anything for you that you see that you want to um, achieve in the future.
2: Um, you know, it's a great question because I always think about that for myself. Um, I got my Florida broker license oh, congratulations. in March. Yeah, that was like taking the bar exam. That's again.
1: huge! It totally is. It yes. was really
2: hard because Florida is a different animal than New York. Yes, they are allowed to do everything that we're not allowed to do here. <laughs> sure, like hold escrow. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yes. like not use attorneys. We just use title companies. It's a title state. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a very scary um, wild west state. Mm-hmm. So every Question that in New York would be incorrect. was yeah. like correct, correct. Right? <laughs> yeah.
1: You have to like reprogram your thinking. Yeah, I had to wear
2: like a different hat yeah. to take that exam. But yeah, I passed. Oh good. Yeah, it was beyond difficult. That's wonderful. Um, and I understand now why why people fail that exam, like the pass rate is like 10% or yeah. something. I totally understand Right,
1: now. right. Well, right. people think they're using common sense in those exams, and it's really not common sense. It's like, how many days is the max amount of days that you can hold escrow before you have to release it? You know, and it's like- yeah, To
2: me, who doesn't do any of yeah, the attorney do work? Exactly,
1: <laughs> right. right, precisely. There's just so many little nuances yeah. um, that you really have to know the specifics of. But that's so exciting. So are you going to be now setting up like a by bi- east coastal type of uh um, spiral I don't know
2: business? we we during covid when we were locked down yeah we had a lot of friends who moved to Florida, wanted to be in Florida. So mm-hmm. we referred $83 million worth oh of business in four months. Wow! So I was like, okay. And wow. instead of doing the referrals now, yeah. you know, like us girls, yes. like, hey, you dare us, you'd say like, you can't pass that exam. You yeah. go, want to see? You <laughs> want to see?
1: Let me show you. <laughs> exactly. exactly.
2: <laughs> you know, dare, dare us to do something and we'll do it. And we'll make it happen. We'll make it happen. Yeah. 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 So um, we, we we did that. So. Okay. I don't know. I mean, I used to have a place there. I don't have a place there. My husband and I, we do. High end development out in the Hamptons. Oh. We build houses. Oh, great. So we're on our ninth house. So we Fantastic. we buy land. Sometimes it's an old house, but we okay. knock it okay. and we do the uh, the FAR. Then we do you know the square footage. Wow. put it all together. Hire great. the architects. Hire the builders. Amazing. Hire the designers. And then we sell it. I love that. So it's been it's been a really good business in the yeah. last uh, six years what that great, we've been doing it. Yeah. So you know I wear that hat, mm-hmm. and hopefully like my son will join us later on in in his life. Uh, uh, okay. and, and help us with that. So Great. he already got his license.
1: OK, excellent. Um, Following in
2: your footsteps. Yeah. And my daughter's in law school, so okay. I don't know what she's going to do with that. Maybe help us, too. Yeah. And then, um, you know, grow the team. Mm-hmm. I love the team. I love mentoring young people mm-hmm. and making them into incredible agents. OK. Yeah. And then for me i don't know you know maybe take a little more time off than mm-hmm. i do sure yeah and travel a little bit more yeah well yeah. you deserve it you're absolutely yeah, entitled your yeah. i think you've uh, earned yeah. it over all
1: these years yes yes <laughs> well i hope so yes well thank you so much victoria it's been... let me ask you a question oh okay i didn't, this is so, reverse
2: now okay. yeah reverse yes so we agents brokers when we want um when we hire you as an attorney yes we, what do you see the pitfalls that we don't give you okay. that to help you to to have a smoother nicer and better transaction.
1: Okay. So um a few things that I would really highlight as being super important. One is whenever there is a change in the financial position of the borrower, um, because both from a lending perspective and if you're buying a co-op or condo from the whole DTI perspective. So one thing that I think is really important is educating the the buyers, because I can't tell you how many times I've had buyers jump ship in the middle of a transaction and switch mean, jobs like, oh that kind change stuff. jobs and then they're like yeah you know i don't i don't i don't want to be a teacher anymore i don't want to be an engineer anymore right, i'm right, going right. to start in this it's like no wait we're in the middle of the transaction yeah, you yeah, can't yeah. do that mm-hmm. you know so like it's for me a lot of it is educating the client right um number two As far as um, clearing and reviewing title, there's so many times from an attorney's perspective where they do not review title in advance and they wait until the last minute, like before closing, once we have board approval. And it's a little too late in the game to get a discharge or satisfaction of judgment or get a lien release if it's a tax lien, um, things like that. Those are other things that are really important to do from an attorney perspective. Um, But beyond that, it's really just preparing the buyer for the process. Um, and like you said, it's a it's teamwork, right? So the agent and the attorneys, we work with one another to try and make sure that the deal goes as smoothly as possible um, and educating that client. And the final thing that I will say about it is in New York, there's no inspection contingency like there is in Florida and other parts of the country where they have two weeks after signing the contract to do their inspection and they have a full contingency. There's so many buyers that are not advised properly by their agents in New York that they have a right to conduct an inspection. Now normally with a house it's mandatory, it's automatic unless it's a a gut run out or a tear down but with a condo or a co-op Um, Nine times out of 10, the seller's writer will say, Purchaser represents that they've examined the premises um, and they accept the condition of the property or they waive their right to do so. So, when the contract comes to me and I'm doing contract review with the buyer and they were not advised by their agent in advance when the offer was accepted, hey, just so you know, you have a right to do an inspection. It's optional in a co op or condo because the building maintains it. You'll have your final walkthrough. Appliances and systems will be delivered operational, but you still have a right to do it. I can't tell you how many times that I've been right at the contract review and signing with the buyer. And they're like, wait a minute, I didn't know I could have an inspection. Well, stop everything. I want to set up an inspection, you know, and then I'll be like, okay, um, sure. And I'll explain the contract, what the terms are. And they're like, yeah, but I'm not a professional. I'm a first time home buyer. Like I don't, you know, I, I feel much better just having a professional. So we stop everything Mm -hmm. and then they go and they schedule their inspection. Now time kills all deals. So it might be, it's a little late in the game but I can't like prevent the buyer from doing that as an attorney I can't advise them not to because I don't want to take on the liability the agent doesn't want to take on the liability so I would say hands down that's probably the first red flag um, that comes up in a lot of deals
2: okay Inspection. So, you know, we we do sell houses Mm -hmm. in Staten Island, Queens and Brooklyn. Yeah. Uh, We have team members that do that. Mm -hmm. And what we do is that when we get the listing agreement, Mm -hmm. when we have the conversation with the owner, we uh, tell him or her Mm -hmm. that we are going to get an inspector. Yeah. That's known by the whole industry that comes in and does an inspection Mm -hmm. and we do a title search prior oh, when, when we have the contract of okay. uh, the listing sign yeah so we know that if there's mold,
0: mm-hmm. leak
2: or whatever it is, yep. we cure that prior to contract signing. Mm-hmm. And the same thing if there's a lien, let's say the, the contractor did, you know, some kind of work 20 years ago yeah. and forgot to um, the owner forgot to pay him right and, and didn't now there's pay a mechanic's lien. Right. Yeah. So we make sure that everything is done so mm-hmm. when it's time to sign contract, yeah. we have a clear title. Yeah, smart. I I love that. That's right. a
1: phenomenal idea because first of all, you're fully aware. You're getting Ahead of the ball, you're addressing any issues before they would come up in the buyer's inspection or right. in the buyer's title report, mm-hmm. and now you're ensuring a much smoother. But that's being proactive, like right. you said. Like you said, so there's no fire. Right. Exactly. Right. So if um yeah, look, that's a great um you know, um, habit to, to make for a lot of agents, uh, for them to follow and incorporate in your business. Because if anything, you will save more deals. You won't lose deals Mm -hmm. because it's not just getting a deal into the contract. That's actually getting to the closing table. That's the hard part, not just getting offer and acceptance, you know, but, but, you know, really overcoming all of those pitfalls that may arise that could kill a deal
2: later on. Yeah. Later on. on. And Mm -hmm. it also saves us time because while we're showing the property, we already have the lien. Yeah you know the title report we right. already have all the information of what's happening yeah and so then when that is going on um the owner is aware of it mm-hmm. and we're able to cure it yeah so now they sign the contract everything's free and clear right. and we're if it's a cash we could close yeah. the next day right Exactly. Yeah. No, As that's, opposed to now, like, you have to go have to, to the buildings department and get you Yeah. Permits closed and,
1: and violations all cleared right. and things like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And, exactly. And a lot of people don't realize, especially in a contract for co-op or condo in New York, there is a provision that states if the commitment letter expires um, due to seller's delay in the closing, mm-hmm. now setting the closing, that the buyer has a right to cancel and walk away with their full deposit so that you know that is something that obviously nobody wants to happen but the buyer does have that right to do so which again means the more that you can address up front and clear up front so i think
2: that's a phenomenal um method we do that uh when we get the listing signed smart i love it Mm -hmm.
1: well i hope you guys learned a lot of great um tips and advice today to help you with your business uh victoria thank you so much for joining us and uh for our viewers and our listeners who want to reach out to you or yeah. connect with you directly, what's the best way for them to contact um, the you? The best
2: way to contact me is me. My name is okay. V, for Victoria Steiner. It's S-H-T-A-I-N-E-R okay. at compass.com. Okay, great. And what about your Instagram handle? Uh, the Victoria Steiner team.
0: Beautiful. Yes.
1: All right. Well, thank you so thank much, you. everyone. Thank All right. You. We'll see you next thank time. You have a wonderful day. Thank
2: Bye-bye. You. Bye-bye.
0: You've been tuning into Real Estate Powerhouse live on Tab Talks with your host attorney, Talia Bashani. For more information, please visit tali360.com. You can watch this show streaming live on StreamYard and available across all social media outlets, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Instagram, Facebook Live, and more. Stay tuned for next week's episode. Thank you for your positive feedback, comments, and questions. And please share this show with your network.